0: Hey, welcome to Trains Live, the Trains.com podcast. Do you like what you hear? Listen, check out this episode in video with a Trains.com unlimited membership. Click the link in the episode notes and watch it today. Oh, wait a minute, not a member? Try our 30-day free trial of Trains.com, the ultimate online portal for anyone who loves trains of any size from any era trains.com it's your home for the most comprehensive railroading news and curated video series articles photos and so much more all about trains hey welcome to trains live I'm Bob Lettenberger associate editor for trains magazine if you watched us a couple weeks ago you saw us in the dining car and we had a, a great recipe from the Illinois Central Railroad some fruit cocktail upside down pudding that recipe is on trains.com. It's one you should be trying here during this holiday season. Well, we're gonna we're gonna fast forward today, and we are going to do another recipe, um, another one that you can definitely uh, try at home. Another great one for this time of year, or well, quite frankly, any time of year, because this is going to be. Delicious. Um, we're going to be doing an Amtrak-inspired recipe today, and tell you what, I got to bring in my newfound cooking pal here, um, Bryson Sleppy, who is associate editor for Amtrak Magazine. He cleaned off the apron yeah. after we splattered him up last time. We got it cleaned off. You brought your dining car. I got. I got my dining I brought car my, too.
1: My new dining car. Okay. You know?
0: So, so here is my. Streamline era one, uh, probably about 80 feet, 48 seats. Kitchen down on the end here, seating in this section. You got an Amtrak
1: Superliner. I got an Amtrak Superliner, which has seating for a little bit more than 48 people. Okay. Um, but you see something here, Bob? This is taller uh, than your car. Uh,
0: yeah, we're, we're, we're two stories up here on this one. Yeah, definitely. So where do you think the kitchen is on this? I'm, I'm going to guess that they have got Gourmet Central down in the bottom here.
1: The entire bottom of this car Ooh. is the kitchen, giving them oh. much more space than they had back on those main yeah, I mean,
0: cars. We were talking here probably about uh, seven and a half wide by 16 to 20 feet long for the kitchen uh, compared with, oh my God. We're like double the space.
1: Double the space. And the entire car width as well? And the entire car width. Only problem, you don't have those windows to look out and see the countryside rolling by. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> elbow room or scenery? I, I think I'd take the elbow room if I yeah, was in the it, kitchen it, all day it, long. They both got
0: their merits, but uh, I don't know, man. I think, I think what I need to do is is time travel back and have a, a steak here in the old days and have a steak over here and
1: then, you know, we can, can we, compare. Can we do this trip together sometime? Let's if we, because us yeah, see if we do that. I do yeah, love this there, go.
0: there we go, okay. So, first off, you see the difference in dining car size that we're talking about, the older uh, traditional equipment, what Amtrak is running today, and um, you've got an Amtrak-inspired recipe for us. I do. All right, I dining do. cars down, let's cook. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is the Amtrak chocolate tort, Bob. Ooh. I had my first Amtrak chocolate tort back in March when I took the California Zephyr out oh. to uh, Denver. Okay. And then we took the Winter Park Express up to Winter Park. But.
0: You, you have my attention. I had that uh, chocolate I, tort. <laughs> you know, I had the steak.
1: The steak is great. Okay. I, I love an Amtrak steak. What I love even better than an Amtrak steak is an Amtrak chocolate tort. Oh, man. It is. So rich. It just hits you in all the right places. And after that trip, I had to go back on Amtrak to get it again because I didn't bake. I, okay. You know, all right. And after my second trip, you know, we did the whole big circle up there. You can read about that on trains.com. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. I think it was Good. 14 states and five stakes on Amtrak. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So I had to look up how to make this tort. Okay. I'm like, I can't spend all this money on Amtrak just to be eating a tort. It's gotta be cheaper than that. <laughs> so I taught myself how to bake. Okay. And I taught myself how to make the Amtrak chocolate tort. And going into the holiday season, if you are a very inexperienced person, especially in the kitchen like I was, okay. I didn't know how to bake. This was my very first recipe I made from scratch and it turned out fantastic that first try. You had my first tort. Yes, yes. It was so good. I surprised myself, Bob.
0: Fantastic.
1: So okay. it's an easy recipe, perfect for impressing, you know the in laws. The, the in-laws yeah. come in over. Um, you're, you're date having, night, you know, you want okay. to impress a girl, bake this. They will be falling for you.
0: You're you're having a slideshow with your train buddies or you're having you're, an operating an session. Operating session,
1: tell? perfect for an operating session. <laughs> they will want you to make this every operating session. So oh, be warned. Man. If you make this once, you will be making it forever. You are going to be you are going to be the man you will be. All right. Okay. Get me started. Let what me get I, you started. What's Bob? my role? In the so, process? your role, you're going to make the chocolate part, the rich chocolate <laughs> part. I'm sure you're okay. going to love this. All right. So, you're going to keep your heater on low. Okay. So, it's a little low right now. All right. You're going to put your two your stick and a half of butter okay. in there. Okay. Stick and a half of butter going in. And then quickly you're going to put your chocolate chips in there. All right. And you're going to want to stir that the entire time so nothing burns. All right. You might actually want to lower that a little bit.
0: And you know, maybe I should mention at this point, a lot of times when you are going to melt chocolate like this, you would do it on a double boiler. And, uh, you know, specific to this recipe, As you have explained, we need to do it this way, Um, but you just,
1: you just gotta pay attention as you're doing it. Pay attention and constantly stir so nothing is burning. Alright. While Bob is doing that, I'm going to start with the other ingredients. So that, that's, he's got the chocolate part. He's got the good part of this. (laughs) I have the more boring part. So, what we're gonna do is we're going to combine sugar, salt, and eggs. So I have my, what is this, a cup of sugar going to dump the cup of sugar in there. I have five eggs. Five eggs are going to go in the sugar.
0: And what size eggs are you using? These are just
1: regular eggs. Okay. And finally, I have a teaspoon of salt. That's going to go in there. And you notice, Bob, what's not in these ingredients? You know, I have not seen any flour yet. That's because going there going to, is no flour. There is no oh, this so is this, a flourless chocolate tort,
0: Bob. So we have no gluten then as well. No gluten. this so is, this good is, good for is gluten, a gluten-free yeah. individuals. Take note folks. This is this is makes it a good one of those good all-season recipes if you will.
1: Guess what else there isn't? What else are we missing? Baking soda or baking powder?
0: Because we don't need it to rise, which we would with those two ingredients. But guess
1: what? It's going to rise.
0: Magic. How are we going to do? <laughs> okay. So I will, we will wait to see. We will wait that, to see. It. Wait
1: to see how that looks. So, Bob, while yes. you continue stirring that, um, when that is all melted together, which okay. it looks like it's actually becoming we're, we're pretty getting, melted now. We're getting very, very close here. So, what do I do when I
0: have it all melted together? When it's together? all
1: melted together, you're going to pour in or whisk in your uh, cocoa powder. Uh-huh. So, that's a quarter cup of cocoa powder and a teaspoon teaspoon of vanilla and And like bob said use good vanilla you don't want to be using you know that that fake stuff the imitation vanilla this is real real pure vanilla extract
0: hey bryson yes when it does get all mixed together yes um and i go to whisk Yes. That means I'll be getting rid of my my spoon palette. You will be getting do rid I, of
1: your spoon. Do I get to lick it off first? I mean, it's going to be warm. If you want to <laughs> burn your tongue, maybe. Um, All right. There are, there is no chance of salmonella in there, <laughs> so you want to quickly get rid of that though. I wanna so move that's. That out
0: of the way. Get you want that to move that out, out of the way. All right, we'll put that in the because that's going to start bubbling. And we're going to pour in the vanilla, the vanilla and you're going to start and whisking, and I can and pour, this pour this in, in while you. In there. And we'll get our whisking, get all that in that cocoa powder incorporate. You know, folks, this is one of those times where I really wish we had smell-o-vision. Oh, it smells and so good. And oh here, my god, it is.
1: And the second that all of that is combined and homogenous, mm-hmm. you're going to want to get that off the heat. Let's take it off so and finish that our in. whisking here. Let's turn the heat off. All right. I think that's off.
0: Yep. And you know, folks, as Bryson was saying, so we don't burn this. Once those last couple of ingredients are in, just like I did here, you can take it off the heat. Yes. And finish your your whisking. All yes. right. Okay. I think I'm. I think so my mission is you accomplished. Your here. mission
1: is accomplished. You can set that off to the side. Okay. And if you are doing this as one person, this is so easy. You you do the hot stuff first, because we do not want to mix the hot and the cold together while the hot is still hot. So, when that is all done, set that aside. Forget about it for a little bit. Okay. Then you're gonna get to mixing these ingredients. I have the cup of sugar, the five eggs, and the teaspoon of salt, and we're gonna mix this together. I have a hand mixer here. You can use a stand mixer. I've noticed when using a stand mixer, it gets thick quicker. So you just wanna mix this till it gets thick. I do this for about six minutes on low, or not on low, on high. So, but I'll start on low, start on low, incrementing up to high for about six minutes. It's so mixing. let's start mixing this. Some mixing this. music going. Mixing music. There go. All right. Start on low. Break those eggs up a little bit, you know. And once you you have control of it, we're gonna go up higher a little bit. When you can start increasing that speed. Well, Bob, looks like we. Oh, I think we have a little bit of a
0: batter here. We're mixed up. Great. So well, we're mixed up. We're, we're mixed up a little okay. bit. Okay. Good. What Let's do you notice here, though? Well, I noticed that we've got we've got a ni- like you said we've got a nice fluffy batter despite the fact that we have no baking powder, no baking soda. We're also flourless, but I think in in whipping up the eggs what you've got there there's a lot of air bubbles in there.
1: And that's going to happen with this okay. recipe, especially if you're mixing for 6 minutes. You want it to be thick, mm-hmm. but a problem is you have air bubbles when it gets thick. Okay. So what we're going to do here, Bob, I'm going to take these take beaters off from you there and give them to you. Sure. And here's one more.
0: And folks, listen, if you're a beater guy like I am and you want to be, you know, licking these things right now, just remember, there's there's raw egg in this. Um, you want to make sure that that is cooked so lay off the beaters. Like the moment. yeah, there will be there will be
1: some things you can lick in a minute. These here, aren't okay? going to be the tastiest. No. It doesn't get tasty till you mix it. Okay. I put my whisk Whisker, attachment okay. on, and right. I'm going to do this on low for a few seconds. You know, not too okay. long, but just enough. It will break up those air bubbles. Okay. To the point where we can start folding in the chocolate mixture.
0: And I'm going to imagine that as that breaking up these air bubbles is really going to help in the uh, the baking process. Yes, it will. We're, we're not going to get a cake that's
1: all pockmarked. Uh, one are finished. Exactly, because we want a smooth cake. And it just takes... Just like that. Just like that. Yeah, and those air bubbles are gone. And the air bubbles, they're not completely gone, but they're, for the most part, you got rid of a lot of them. Beautiful. In just a few seconds. Okay,
0: and that gets you that, that nice cake finished surface. Yes. That's a showpiece that will win you awards with family
1: and friends. And yes, (laughs) definitely win you awards with family and friends. So we have this little batter, we have our chocolate. We have let the chocolate cool while we were mixing that. About six to 10 minutes, 10 minutes, perfect. It will still be a little warm, but do not take it off the burner right away and then pour it in here. You will have issues. <laughs> mm.
0: What will happen because we've got the raw eggs in there? If we would have poured it in right away, instead of that nice smooth batter, we would have had a bowlful of scrambled eggs. Um, you you need to in in, in terms of tempering it so that we we have our, our liquid our chocolate cooled, tempered down to a nice temp uh, a, a decent temperature, and then into uh, the batter mixture, and we don't get scrambled eggs. In our cake mix, and get we're getting
1: get all, all of the it. chocolate yes. out of here. You yes. want this to be spotless. Scrape you that go. bottom. Yep. You know, you're, not, you're <laughs> not gonna. This is going to be rich and chocolatey. <laughs> you go. want it to be rich and chocolatey. We're gonna fold this mixture slowly, carefully. You know, you're not trying to just mix it all together real fast. We did that part already. It's an art. Yeah. You know, this is. It it might take a little bit because obviously the chocolate is going to be heavier mm-hmm. than your your yep. wet batter, so the chocolate's going to fall to the bottom. You want to slowly bring that up to the top, and trust me, you'll realize you'll know, you know when you're getting there. There will be a point to where everything is homogeneous and does work very I mean, well. A lot but.
0: of a lot of cooking is not only following the recipe, but the sounds, the sight, the smell, the feel when you're in the kitchen. And you know when you're folding, like Bryson is doing, going all the way down to the bottom of the bowl, um, you're you're bringing up the heavier ingredients. You're you're making sure that things aren't sticking to the bottom, and you're also not beating this again.
1: We, we no, already, we've already, already, beat. already beat
0: it. Now we just need to nicely fold in the chocolate
1: ingredients. Kind of like you don't want to beat a dead horse. Mm-hmm. You don't want to beat a chocolate. <laughs> tort.
0: You know, we've heard so much. In the last few years, about Amtrak and food and, and budget cutting and um, you know how food options had disappeared and whatnot, um, but f- you have you have explained to me that um, the the tort and some of the regular menu items have returned to certain Amtrak trains
1: to certain Amtrak trains. So as of now, trains that are on the tracks for two nights. So most of your West Coast trains, your Coast Starlight, your California Zephyr, your Southwest Chief, Chief, and your Empire Builder, Mm -hmm. they have uh, traditional dining. So, you know, you can get a steak. You can get your chicken. You can get all those good things that are made by the chefs in the dining car to order. And you can get, if it's available, a chocolate (laughs) torte.
0: But now if you are still traveling on some of the the eastbound trains the the capital limited the capital limited the Lake Lakeshore, shore you are still with the uh flex that's what dining. they call it yes yeah. okay so folks you gotta you gotta go west
1: go west
0: go west young man. for a chocolate tort yes so we are getting this nicely folded together now this is the batter and the chocolate mixture that we had made at the beginning
1: and looks like we're coming along here. We're coming along, like you can. I, I told you, you'll be able to tell, mm-hmm. you know, when it's all mixed together. So, by now, some of you are going,
0: Okay, I need to make this, I want to make one of these. Um, Bryson has done some other articles on trains.com about. The Amtrak-inspired chocolate tort. Um, we'll have the recipe. The recipe we'll have a link liked. to the recipe um, in the beginning matter before you dialed into the video here. Um, so click the link there. Um, you'll go to Bryson's other story on trains.com and be able to see the the recipe and and produce this um, for yourself. And I'll, I'll tell you, you know, with every fold you take, it's. I'm starting to sing the song anticipation in my mind here. It is. It, it is smells, just, yes,
1: so good it, right here, folks.
0: Believe me, this is just this is incredible, and and you know I think it is. It's so neat knowing how this is going to to turn out, and just watching how this is coming together. The idea that this is a flowerless dessert, and yet it is it is going to be so rich and so, so rich. indulgent, yes, um, and then something that you know, folks who. Who may have you know dietary concerns, especially with the gluten? Man, you can get right in on this, and it is, uh, it is just such a good, such a good recipe. And, you know, I, I think a little compare and contrast. If you watched um, our episode a couple of weeks ago, where we did the Illinois Central Fruit Upside Down Pudding. And you notice there, we had talked quite a bit about um, the the pure ingredients. And we had butter, we had flour, we had eggs. Um, And you know, in this recipe here, okay, no flour. We still got the eggs, we still got sugar. We've uh, still got the butter. butter. We've still got, we were using chocolate chips as opposed to back then probably just regular baker's chocolate, um, which would have, had to have been broken up and melted. Um, so more of a, a contemporary recipe, um, and also you know a recipe that uh, is, if you will say, in tune with um, concerns of, of society today. You know, when you, you think about some of the older trains, you really didn't hear concerns, um, you know, with gluten-free recipes or, or things of, of that nature. But today, you know, it's a it's a concern in today's world. And something like this, as yummy as it's going to be,
1: is still respectful of that. It is so good. It so looks like you're done folding. So I'm done folding. Okay. Here's the next step. This also could have been your first step. First step should have been preheat your oven to 350 degrees. Okay. Didn't mention that. Shouldn't take that long to get there. What is this? This is a springform pan. I didn't know what a springform pan was <laughs> until I had to make this recipe. <laughs> had no idea what one was, but I know now. Okay. It is so neat. It is one of the coolest things that I've ever discovered in the kitchen. <laughs> cool. So with the springform pan, you have your uh, your little locking mechanism, mm-hmm. and you have the bottom. You have the top or the sides. There, yeah. Okay. What I've done, I sprayed the bottom and the sides of the springform pan. Then I took a piece of parchment paper. Mm -hmm. I put that in between the top and the Uh, sides. And I still spray the bottom of that. Oh, You want to make sure that you do spray in between the parchment paper and the bottom. Okay. And the top of the parchment paper. Sure. Either, you know, cooking spray or butter. You could use butter if you want to get a little more Mm hands-on. And then you lock it. Okay. What's one thing about railroads? You need to make sure that you've checked your, what, your three-point protection, all that stuff. With this recipe, you want to check and make sure (laughs) that it is locked because if not, (laughs) you have done all of this for nothing.
0: (laughs) Now, let's explain. For somebody who, who has not encountered a springform pan before, when you had said lock it up, that is because when you release that lock, this top portion actually springs off. It comes off the pan so that, unlike our recipe from a couple of weeks ago, where you had to flip it over, this one you release it and you do not have to. You don't have to worry about is that thing going to come? Is your cake going to come out of the pan and break as you are manipulating it? This one unlocks comes off so when you say make sure it's locked up
1: yeah i can see where if you didn't we've got an issue you've got an issue and you are going to be very sad so you see there's still a few air bubbles in Mm -hmm. here we're just going to tap that a little bit okay watch those air bubbles pop and then the fun part bob oh here we go we're getting
0: close to the oven folks
1: we're getting very close there we go look at that that, oh my god oh my gosh that batter is so rich
0: And you notice so far, again, this recipe has been very mindful, um, very simple, uh, you know, matter of mixing, a little delicate with your chocolate work there, but otherwise a pretty straightforward uh, production. Very easy um, for anybody, just about anybody to be able to
1: make. I can take those for you. All right. might tap this again just to get those air bubbles up to the top. Okay, And there you go. This is going to go in your oven at 350 degrees for exactly 42 minutes. 42 minutes.
0: Not 41.
1: Not 41? Not, not 43. 42, 42 minutes. minutes. It is an exact science. Okay. <laughs> if this goes in for any longer, it burns. If it goes in for any shorter, you don't get the consistency you want. 42 minutes, exact center of your oven. You're not going to be checking this until 42 minutes. I've never had an issue. How many times have I made this? Probably about seven times since. Yeah. Never had an issue of 42 Beautiful. minutes. It's perfect. All Let's right. put this in the oven. We'll get back to you with the finished cake. All
0: right, meanwhile, well
1: that's in the oven. Let's take a, uh,
0: a stop over at Mr. Bob's Railroad Bookshelf. Um, take a look at a few railroad cookbooks. Folks, if you want to do railroad cooking, there are plenty out there, and um, you might come across at some point an official cookbook, this one from the Union Pacific. Um, we showed you this one a couple weeks ago, but I want to bring this one back just to, to emphasize and mention one point again. When you look at an official cookbook like this, Um, And the particular uh, recipe here happens to be for Union Pacific Seafood Symphony. The recipe details what goes into it. It even specifies exactly how much seafood, two ounces of tuna fish, two ounces of lobster, three to four shrimp, two ounces of Alaskan crab meat. And then it gives you the directions on how to serve it. Um, Place a hard boiled egg, slice in the center uh, uh, and garnish with a pimento strip, um, black olives, so on and so forth. And it tells you exactly how to uh, present the dish. You'll notice what it doesn't tell you Is how to prepare the seafood, uh, or exactly um, you know how to mix up the sauce that they're describing uh, up here at the top. So the assumption here is that as a trained chef, you're going to know how to do some of these things, and you're going to know how to do them to your railroad standard, and are just going to repeat that. Exactly.
1: One thing that caught my eye about this, though, mm -hmm. Bob. It yields a gallon of this stuff?
0: Yes. So if you're if you're looking at a railroad cookbook and you're not serving dinner for 48 folks, you're going to want to cut down sc- those ingredients yeah, that, a little bit. And you might need to do a little experimenting there. So, more for that home cook. There are a lot of other neat railroad recipe cookbooks out there. And let me just pull a couple off of the bookshelf here. There are some that are specific to a given railroad. Um, This one happens to be the Atlantic Coast Dining Car Cookbook. Um, There was also one done for the the old Southern Railway. And again, if we look at these books, um, they are going to have the recipes for the particular railroads but they're going to have more of that explanation that we're used to as as home cooks. Uh Um, Both of these, the Atlantic Coast and the Southern Railway Cookbook, both available yet. Uh, Look for them. might have to hit the library. Uh, A lot of railroad museum gift shops will have them. uh, Check online. Um, Again, one of those that is more specific to a particular railroad, this is... Dining with the Baltimore and Ohio, Dining on the B&O. The Baltimore and Ohio had an incredible uh, dining car and uh, hotel or commissary department. Um, And the book here uh, really talks in the beginning kind of history and and philosophy of B&O dining. And then it gets into the recipes. And again, these have been uh, reproduced in a home chef's style, manner. So if you want to cook Baltimore and Ohio, this is the book that you need to to pick up. And you notice I've, uh, I, I've used this book uh, quite a bit. There's some little tabs in there. I'm going to tell you one of those is for Maryland style crab cakes. Crab
1: cakes. Oh my gosh. Mm,
0: yes. So plenty of railroad cookbooks available out there. Dining on the B and O the Atlantic Coastline recipe specific, the Southern Railroad. Um, if you go to, say, a train show and you find a book dealer, you might pick up an actual uh, authentic railroad dining car book. Remember, big difference between here and there. Gotta know a little bit more about chefing to handle that uh, regular dining car one. Um, check the oven? Let's go check, check the oven, Check the Bob. oven, all right. Okay, so Bryson. We're Bob. out of the
1: we're out of the oven. We're out of the oven. Can I can I eat now? No, not yet. Okay. Because we need more chocolate. <laughs> okay, bring more it on. chocolate. What do we so, got? What goes on yet? We're gonna make a quick, easy three three ingredient chocolate ganache.
0: Ganache. This ganache. Sounds,
1: this is this is a big word. It's a big this, word, but very simple. Very simple. Okay, ganache. On I can't spell it, but I can make it. Okay, let's so,
0: see let's see how this goes down.
1: Cup of chocolate chips, a fourteen ounce can of sweetened condensed milk right here and a teaspoon of vanilla is all you need so what we're gonna okay. do first we're going to pour our chocolate chips in the bottom here notice I have not turned the heat on on the pan yet
0: okay obviously again we don't want
1: things burning you not want things burning this is going to go very quick it's going to go very quickly okay. you want this to be on medium heat mm-hmm. you know so
0: and could you could you with chocolate do this in a double boiler?
1: You could probably okay. do this in a double boiler. I cannot promise that because <laughs> I don't know how the sweetened condensed milk will work. I have never tried it in okay. a double boiler with sweetened condensed milk. Uh,
0: you you just live dangerously with the the strain on I live very burn. dangerously. There we go. Okay, I mean. And again, what we're concerned about, folks, is that the chocolate uh, does not burn. You've got to, in this this pot now, like Bryson said, there's a there's a lot of good sugar in here um, between that evaporated sweetened condensed milk um, and the those chocolate chips, and the, you know the sugar can burn fairly easily. So you've got to you've got to yeah. watch. You've got to watch very carefully what you're doing. So, so. all right. So we've got all those good
1: ingredients in there, and... And we're waiting on the vanilla. The vanilla goes in last. So we can put that off to the side there. Let's go to a, what is that? Let's do like a two, three here. Medium heat. And you're going to start mixing immediately. Okay,
0: stir constantly as we're going this this, okay. You want to make sure that you're getting the the sides clean. You want to make sure that that bottom uh, of the pot does not... uh, Nothing nothing stays in the same place in the bottom, yeah. Um, Plus now as this melts, you're going to get this
1: nice silky Oh ganache. And here's the best part about the ganache, Bob. You're making more than you need for this one <laughs>
0: recipe.
1: You're making way more than you need for this so, one recipe.
0: So am I am I hearing that um You could have some ice cream with it later. You could
1: have some ice cream Uh, with it later. You
0: could put it on a pecan pie. You can. Okay. This is, folks, this is one of those times where, um, you know, as opposed to a gallon of cocktail sauce in a official railroad recipe book, um, this is one of those times when having the bit extra doesn't really hurt does not you can i would imagine be able to put this uh seal it in a jar store it in the fridge for a while yeah as long as it might possibly last in the refrigerator it'll last about (laughs) two weeks in a fridge really two weeks so again very simple to finish off uh chocolate chips a 14 ounce can of uh, condensed milk we've got a little vanilla that's going in Bryson is stirring, stirring, stirring,
1: you see it's starting to, to melt very nicely. Very smoothly. That's yes. why you want it on that medium heat. Low is not going to do it. You, you've got to have that medium, and high is just going to burn everything. Yeah. Don't so wanna, Don't want to burn it. No. And, and this
0: is, you know, the, the cake here as you can see, this is already, I mean, fantastic. Now we're just going to kind of gild the lily. This is what makes it a good dining car treat. Uh, eating a meal in the dining car with the scenery going by, uh, the fine service—you know—in the in the glory days of passion travel, that the the beautiful china uh, that you would eat on. This is just kind of that 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 the topping if you will let's this say, is the top the maraschino <laughs> cherry on top Bob. <laughs> all right now while you're finishing that up let's let's talk about something else here um, you have the tort very nicely out on a, a cake plate here yes um how did it get that way yeah how do we you know, yeah
1: that, that spring form pan we talked about yes how did our tort so, spring forth from the pan <laughs> so we let the tort cool for about an hour after it came out of the oven after 42 minutes Cool for an hour. Don't touch it. Lay it on a cool place, on a hot pad. Resist Resist the touch. So, after that hour, you're going to notice that the center is going to be lower than the outsides of the uh, cake. That's okay. That's good. We want that because, remember, there was nothing nothing in that recipe to make it rise, right? Correct. So... Bob, okay. if you can turn this heat off.
0: Okay, we'll turn the heat
1: off there. Are you ready for your vanilla? I'm ready or... for the vanilla okay. here. so
0: let's get our vanilla so in. We're taking it off the heat again. Taking it off the, the yep.
1: heat when we put the vanilla in. Okay. And we're just going to stir that a little bit here. So after your um, it's cooled for an hour you and the center is fallen, you want to take a rubber spatula and you want to press down the edges of the cake because the edges will be higher than the outside. And okay. then, Bob, this cake has similarities to your fruit upside down pudding. Oh, uh, okay, all right. Because this is gonna turn out upside down. This is uh, upside down of what it okay. was. Okay, all right, So, all right. you're going to take your springform pan, flip it upside down, mm-hmm. carefully again, like you said, mm-hmm. onto a serving platter, onto a cake taker, you know, whatever you're gonna do. I like this because it has edges, for our ganache. Sure. Now, oh, here oh, we go, folks. Oh, look at that! Uh, I'm just gonna pour about a little you, bit of half sure, of that. Sure, you put enough on there. You're oh, sure. we have enough, Bob. If you want to help sure? me, we can spread this out. <laughs> okay. So we're just gonna spread it, spread out, it the top. out around
0: there. Oh man.
1: And I mean, you can make this layer as big as you want. But keep in mind, the more you use in the cake, the less you have afterwards for other, <laughs> for other things like ice right. cream and such. And now this will also this will
0: also stiffen up as it cools. It will to to kind of form a nice
1: to uh, the outside. Okay, edge if we can, yeah, here.
0: go ahead and put yeah. a little more on there if you would, and we'll get the get that done. And I'm going to imagine also that if you are. You know, this is the part where if you are going to uh, to serve this uh, in a fancy presentation, um, this is also where you could take and uh, as it's chilling, do some nice swirls and whatnot on the top there to mm-hmm. to make it look extra special. Um, you know, and then the outside, of the sides, obviously, yeah, it's going to run down a little bit, but you know, don't worry, it's going to
1: be. Because, I mean, it's not really a crust, but, and also, you'll notice most of those air bubbles do get to, to the sides. Yes. So, All right.
0: you want some more here? Just a little bit more, Just if little you little would, more, please, yeah. sir. And
1: yeah. you'll notice, you want to ganache this mm-hmm. right after it comes off the stove. Yeah. Because it's going to start hardening. Now, you can always microwave it up later, like if you're making mm. ice cream or something. But you want to frost this ganache... Immediately after the ganache comes off the stove.
0: Yeah, it's it's nice. It's workable. It's very and yes. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: it's definitely it's adhering nicely to the the sides here at the moment, and
1: the ganache is going to you know the longer it sits in a cool environment, the more it's going to set up. Amtrak does serve this cold. I've never ah, had this cake. Okay. Today. All right. Perfect. There we so go. Bob.
0: It's time. Should we cut it up? Let's, let's see what this tastes like. Let's see what we have have created here. Amtrak-inspired flowerless chocolate, chocolate torte tort. with a chocolate ganache uh, on the top, folks. Um, if you're traveling now on one of Amtrak's uh, overnight westbound trains, uh, at least two west nights on trains, yeah, west, west coast, coast. trains, um, you are uh, going to see this on the menu, hopefully. And you know, at home again, a, a simple recipe, um, flourless. So for those that might have concern with uh, gluten, uh, obviously a very good recipe for you there. You decorate this with the ganache very nicely. This can become a showstopper for a uh, for a holiday meal. So
1: this will impress anybody.
0: And the in. Amtrak inspired chocolate flourless tort. Oh, it is it is thick. That that is so creamy. <laughs> mm.
1: You just want to no, eat all no. of it right now, don't you? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Listen, Bryson has posted the recipe in another story on trains.com. Um, We've also got it in the front matter for this particular episode. This is one. Add it to your repertoire. It is so easy. now. It is so delicious. (laughs) You are going to absolutely love this. Thanks for uh, for, for cooking along again today. All right. Thank you. Bryson Sleppy, associate editor for Model Magazine. Hey, folks. We're airing this episode just a few days before Christmas. If you uh, have not completed your holiday shopping yet, KalmbachHobbyStore.com. Check it out. And you know what? Check it out after Christmas as well. All kinds of good hobby things there. Um, Latest books from Kalmbach Media. um, Back issues of the magazine. All there. KalmbachHobbyStore.com. Do some cooking for yourself. Whether you do Illinois Central Fruit Upside Down Pudding from a couple weeks ago. Or Amtrak-inspired chocolate torte. Flowerless chocolate torte from today. You absolutely can't go wrong. Hey, wanna see you on trains.com? Check out our new video area. Tons of new content going on to trains.com all the time. Of course, always want to see you behind an issue of Trains magazine. In fact, the January issue, all about am cars. Join us again on Trains Live. Do you like what you hear? Listen, check out this episode in video with a Trains.com unlimited membership. Click the link in the episode notes and watch it today. Oh, wait a minute, not a member? Try our 30-day free trial of Trains.com, the ultimate online portal for anyone who loves trains of any size from any era. Trains.com, it's your home for the most comprehensive railroading news and curated video series, articles, photos, and so much more, all about trains.